Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final Humble Adventures podcast episode of the year. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for, uh, you know, the last, I don't know, however long I've been doing this, four or five months um, for listening. You know, it's it's cool that we've had um, about 550 listeners so far and growing every time we put out an episode, so... Um, I thought it'd be appropriate to end the year with a podcast with my brother, Noah. Um, so all of you have heard him on here before. Always has great insights. Always good to have a conversation with. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And there will probably be a couple of ads after this. But um, stay tuned after I'm done talking with Noah. And I'll kind of explain some of the things that are going to be going on. Uh, at the beginning of 2019 and what my plans are. So thank you for listening. Enjoy the episode. All right, brother, what's up? We're hanging out. The final Humble Adventures podcast of the year. Super excited to be here. I just realized I didn't have my headphones on. Yeah, dude, I uh, I asked you to plug mine in and you didn't. Well, you know, it's been a struggle because I forgot how to work GarageBand. And because I haven't done a podcast for a month. So, you know, Noah and I got a pretty exciting night coming. Here you go. Plug them in. Yeah, dude, going to be coming on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. What would you say? Gonna I'm be gonna, gonna be coming ready. along nice. What? <laughs> the the night's gonna come along nice. Yeah, it is. Um, we're just enjoying some nice high west bourbon here. I gotta turn this. All right, can turn we, that. Can I can hear myself too loud. Can we restart with this. No, just keep going. It's fine. Did you People, plug this fucking in. <laughs> no, dude, you plug it into your microphone. Oh, what the fuck, man? No, that's not it. There you go. Oh, shit. Here we go. Wow. All right, we're can ready we, to roll. Can we please restart now? No, just go. This is crazy. Yeah. I have not experienced this yet. You yeah. you need to you need no to give me a chance. No one likes my microphones. Yeah, come on. Come on. Okay, well, then we're restarting right now. People like this. Dude, I made a fucking coming joke. <laughs> okay, well, it's there. Dennis, nah, that's not if cool. If you're listening. Dennis. Dennis, don't show right. I hope your kids aren't in the car. Yeah, All for right. God's sake. So, here we go. All right, man. So, you just got back from a bouldering competition where, you know, you showed your skills just doing V10s. Oh, fuck. They <laughs> actually had to make a V15 just for Noah. Yeah, no, I actually had to take a pickaxe out there and shape myself a, a boulder problem that was difficult enough for me to... It's actually just smooth wall. <laughs> I actually just took a flat piece of marble. I actually just hugged a boulder and then rolled it over so that I was on top. And then I got off of it and said, that's a V10. It was a vertical countertop. All right. So can you stop texting? Like, I'm while fucking we're trying, this? dude. Jesus. All right. That it's was just, like. Yeah. Well, lucky it was a cushion. Oh, Ad is, Ad is running away. Um, yeah, it wasn't a competition, but, uh, 
I did that in August. The thing that I just did was uh, a boulder trip, which is a surprisingly chill trip to take, um, considering that it is like a form of rock climbing, and that's like looked at as like an extreme sport. Yeah. Because essentially what you do is, aside from getting to the location, your day-to-day is just... Uh, Going out to a boulder field, which will have uh, hiking trails that go in towards it. Um, If you are interested in doing this, I'd recommend trying to find someone at at an outfitter like REI or uh, any local outfitter that does climbing. They can set you up with some crash pads. Uh, They're about the size of like a fold-out table and you can essentially put those on like a backpack hike out into the boulder field and with a guidebook find yourself some uh difficulty appropriate boulders and you literally just get to spend the day working on the problems and hanging out with the people um depending on the like level of intimacy that you look for in your outdoor recreation uh that you can go to the more boundary areas and do your own thing and if you want to have like the person-to-person experience you can sort of stick around the more populated areas where like larger groups will congregate and hang out with people and get to know like the community that's around there and get to learn like what people do in the towns that surround the area and you know where the best bars are where the best food is all that good stuff well, cool. Um, so, how many people were at this thing? Um, it seemed, so, for context of the place, I was in uh, Rocktown, which is a boulder field. I'm saying boulder field. I don't really know if they even call them boulder fields. I just think of them as boulder a fields. place with rocks to climb. Yeah, we were on top of a hill, actually. It was like... Um, something pigeon mountain and we were in a secluded campsite area and that was just a consequence of getting there at like the dead of night in fog we had no idea where the actual campgrounds were um so ours was like way better than anybody else's um (laughs) not really though because we didn't have anybody near us and uh it was also like five degrees colder because we were right next to a river or stream so I would say there were probably, I mean, like four or five dozen people out there at any given time. And from sunup to sundown, people are there. And even past sundown, people are there. Uh, what's surprising and honestly fairly beneficial about bouldering is that it's a sport that doesn't get more dangerous in the dark. Because despite what you might think, because you're going to be like not able to see without your headlamp, um, your danger is known to you like from night to day and it doesn't change because you're just going to be falling in the same areas and as long as you are conscious of the fact that like you know how to fall that won't alternate so if you get there during peak hours i'd imagine you're maybe going to run into like two dozen maybe three dozen people uh you won't see everybody and there's very little chance that 
everybody will see you unless you're doing something pretty crazy. Um, and that was just rock town. So yeah. I can't really give much context on other places, but I would imagine that, uh, it, it varies with season. So mm-hmm. like rock town is a Southern bouldering area. So if you're going to go there, it's, you can go there year round, but in the winter time, it'll have relatively more people than most other boulder fields that are in like areas where it gets below freezing and like there's Waco tanks in Texas. Uh, and I've heard about that and I've had a, a friend of mine that was on this trip with me, went down there for a pretty good amount of time. I think, uh, it was in the winter of last year and I'm pretty sure there are a ton of people that go out there, but yeah, it'll vary from place to place, but it's very rare, I think, to find one that's totally devoid of people unless you're in the wrong area. <laughs> yeah. Would you want to be somewhere where you're, like, completely devoid of people bouldering? No. No, that's a terrible idea. It's like uh, if there was a situation where you'd want to be alone, you would want to be alone w- in a way that you're actually just like not observing other people, but other people could definitely find you pretty easily if you needed some help. Yeah. That's a fair point. So, but overall you had fun. Like, do you have any aspirations to be a pro boulder? No, 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 no. I think what's really interesting about it is that like, you don't, I mean, there's some really tough stuff out there. The really surprising thing is just that, like, when you go out on a real rock as opposed to, like, climbing in a gym, the one thing that, like, really strikes me um, looking back on the different outdoor climbing uh, experiences that I've had, and they haven't been very many, but I've tried sport climbing and deep water soloing and bouldering now, and um, it's just that when you're on real rock, you really get an opportunity to look at the technique that you have and you sort of get to see that like when you're in a gym and everything's telegraphed to you you know what your feet are and you know what your hands are going to be and you can read a route really quickly and really well uh or problem you sort of get this wrong-headed sense of what it takes to be doing the things and the stuff and i think that when you go outside it gives you a better perspective and I mean, coming back and going climbing um, in a gym again, like I've definitely been able to work on the stuff that I noticed outdoors. And really the only the only thing that's driving me to do that is that like when I go back out there, I just want to be able to do the fun stuff. And that's maybe a misleading thing to say. Like it's not that there aren't easy things that are fun because it's really exhilarating to get to the top of a boulder the first time because – it's significantly scarier when you're outdoors because when you, when you fall, I mean like there are roots, there are rocks, like, you know, that when people like, it. so what do you think to yourself when I'm like doing a V4 in the gym yesterday and I'm like shitting my pants at the top to try to, I literally think to myself, like it could be so much worse (laughs) because imagine the crash pad. If it was beneath you, if like someone just took like a bunch of like, bunch of driftwood and just like stuffed it into the the padding so that you didn't really know if you were going to fall on something hard but the danger of you falling on the wrong hard thing in the wrong spot was very likely if you weren't careful 
Yeah, I feel like I can't actually ever go fold it. Well, you you say that, but then it's like it. What the craziest thing is that you you can only carry like one, two, three if you're, you know, uh, pretty regular boulder crash pads at at a time by yourself. And some boulders. No, no, no. I mean, like medically, me personally. Oh well, I mean. Yeah. I would say you would definitely not want to boulder on anything that you're going to be falling directly on your back. But there, there's a bunch of different. I mean. You'd you'd probably want to be like uh, there are maybe like some that are like slide down more so than yeah I mean like if you climb on the right stuff you're gonna be falling on your feet you're gonna be falling yeah. like yeah you can avoid falling on your back for sure like I would definitely go bouldering with you I mean I don't think that it's like it's not like you're gonna be falling on the roots of anything but the yeah. the the fact of the matter is that you don't really appreciate the crash pads until you've left the gym and you see like, wow, there's a bunch of just shit on the ground that could really fuck me. like fuck my back up or like screw up my leg or like twist my ankle. Yeah. So, um, if you, I don't know if you're, if you're scared in a gym, just know like you're in a gym. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to put that in context. There was this one moment in the gym where I fell like on the edge of the, edge of the mat and I looked up and my head was just right like I looked right up and met some lady in the eyes <laughs> it was, it was and she saw moment. she saw my life flash from my eyes yeah. to her and I looked up and she was like hey she was like 60 anyway continue <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean like you like there's definitely you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like you don't deserve to be scared in a gym it's just that like between um i would say like fear if if you want to be afraid be afraid of like how easy it is for you to like let yourself like really get into that flight or flight uh yeah. condition rather than like fear of consequence right like you're not you're not scared of breaking your back in a gym what you're scared of is the fact that like you just had a cold sweat after climbing like 12 feet above the ground and now you're like kind of shaky and your hands are a little sweaty. Like yeah. you're scared because you know that'll happen to you and you think to yourself, I could let go. And if I let go, I can't control my fall. And that's like what's causing you to be scared. You're not thinking to yourself, I'm going to fall off this thing and I'm going to snap my neck and then they're going to bring the ambulance and be like, this dude's dead. Like he was dead on his back. <laughs> like- okay. So speaking of fear, I'm going to transition. So like the, Really, the next, you know, well, this is the biggest thing you've ever done. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. We were going to talk about this. But so what are you doing to prepare for the AT? And what are some of the unknown things that are playing a factor in getting ready for that? Um, so the Appalachian trails is like most definitely the biggest thing. Oh, thank you for like pointing out the abbreviation. I didn't even notice that. I did that. <laughs> hey, you know, it's kind of like when you're writing, sometimes you'll just like go back and forth, but, uh, probably one of the biggest, um, concerns and things that I've had to really get used to doing is just listening. Um, there are a lot of people who will want to give you the best advice that they can. And it just, it takes a lot of patience to listen to all of it because it's not like it's not like you're not going to hear the same thing twice. You're going to hear the same thing maybe like two dozen times from different people. And 
that can get difficult to take in over and over and over again. But the sort of trick to it is that like everyone's going to give you a little bit different of a perspective. And it's sort of like after enough people have given you that little bit of extra perspective, you get to paint a much clearer picture of what's going to happen out there. So I would say like number one thing for preparation has just been like opening my ears without like closing off my mind. Sorry, and drop my mic. <laughs> that's totally fine, man. <laughs> so, uh, so that's like pretty important to keep in mind, and I I think I've done a pretty good job. Like, there have been times where someone's like, "Oh, I know someone that's done the AT," and like, if you wanted to talk to them, like, you definitely could. And I've been like, mm, you know, like I've talked to a few people. Like, I've talked to a few people already. I've read some books, so it's I like, like you just reference mom right there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love you, mom. <laughs> Listen, it's uh, it's not like I'm I'm like oh it's verbatim what happened like 48 hours ago, <laughs> dude. You're fucking this up for me, man. <laughs> Gosh, um, I mean you're. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's not like it's not like the people that are being offered up as sources of information are are not good sources of information. It's just uh, once you've once you've gotten a lot of information and you haven't had enough time to really process it, that's like when you're that's when you can like reasonably say I'm gonna close myself off for a little while and think about what what I'm gonna be doing and how I want to approach things. And that's sort of the stage that I'm in right now is that now that I have all this information and now that I have like a sort of like a clearer path to the Appalachian Trail now that I'm you know, about six months away from doing it. Um, it's, it's sort of like nose of the grindstone. And what that means is that like physically preparing myself as well as mentally preparing myself and the physical aspect of it is pretty straightforward. I mean, I'm just trying to like get my, my back and shoulders and hips in, in good working order. I need to go get the backpack that I'll be using and start, um, carrying that weight in the gym, doing some, doing some stairs with like weight that's a little over what I'm going to be carrying and doing some treadmill walking that's with same deal, a little bit more weight that I'm going to be carrying just so that when I'm actually out there with the weight that I will be with, like, it'll be more of a relief than yeah, it will be a strain. Brain, yeah. So those are like the physical things as well as really you should not I, I mean, I haven't, like, read this as something that people say to do, but people might might think to themselves, like, oh, you'll be on a really weird diet, and maybe you should, like, try to prepare yourself for that diet. Would not recommend. Like, I'm going to be eating probably twice as many calories a day that I do now, and, like, that's – you don't want to just, like, start pretending like you're on the AT before you're there because it doesn't lead to a healthy, a healthy body, <laughs> like – I'm going to be emaciated at the end of this thing, probably in the middle of this thing to the end of this thing. So it's, um, it's more or less just like getting your, your body ready for the strain. Uh, but even then, like you can't really get your trail legs until you're out there. And that's, that's honestly like what typically weeds most people out. I think is like, once you get your trail legs, are you ready to be on those legs for the next like few months several months I don't know those are people sometimes associate different numbers with those two terms but like from anywhere from three to five months six months like 
if you're not ready to do that, that's typically what sends people home. And yeah. uh, that's really just the physical aspect of it. And the mental for from here on till then is just making sure that I'm, you know, emotionally prepared to be away from a lot of people that, you know, mean a lot to me and uh, like be aware of like what it's going to be like to be alone with myself for that extended period of time. Yeah. Which personally, like I've been alone with myself for a long time before. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I feel like I, me, me and myself have a pretty good relationship. <laughs> Do you think, yeah, you know, you and I are both similar in that aspect that we're fairly introverted characters, or at least we can only be around people for so long before we like need that break. For sure. Um, so, but it's kind of like, you know, I wonder if the hardest part will be not being alone, but because I think it'd be easy to be alone for three months if you're just like in your home by yourself with all these things to do. But all, knowing that, okay, I could just go see people if I wanted to, mm-hmm. but it'll be... A, you can't like say, okay, I'm gonna go hang out with Ethan when I, whenever I feel like it. Yeah. Um, and then B, you may like just run into people and end up being around people when you really don't want to be. Yeah. So, I guess I'll cover B first because it's like the whole running into people thing. Uh, you you typically start Not off that that's like a negative. But right, I yeah, it's definitely not like a wholesale negative, but the it point can being, be. I guess, that so you just like lose more control over when and when not you can regulate your interaction with other people. Yeah, and I mean, I think that one interesting aspect of like what it is to be introverted in the way that we are is that you you know how to prepare yourself for those interactions if you know they're going to happen. Yeah, but then there's the consequence of like your preparation not being the proper preparation. So I won't have to face the consequence of thinking to myself, this is going to be how this conversation goes, or this is going to be how this like next few hours of hanging out goes because I won't be able to know until it happens. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll sort of have the opportunity to be in a much more glo- go with the flow type of state. Um, if it's a good time and on the opposite side, if it's a bad time, uh, as far as I can tell, I mean, as long as I have my trail name down, I'm not going to suffer any negative consequences. Well, of, okay. Well now what is your fucking trail? Name? <laughs> I don't have a trail name. I, I can't, I can't, I hope, I don't know if anybody listen would be listening to this that might go out there. I mean, I hope that I get like a, a sorcerer or like warlock or wizard or something like that. I, how this, many people do you think name themselves fucking Gandalf on the AD? <laughs> I, w- I want to say at least three and probably like maybe 10 of 300 for make it all the way through. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're someone that's going out there just to get a trail name, like that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But what do you like? What without Googling and then I, I can Google like post credits. Like, what do you think the most popular trail names are? Oh, I mean, like your classical like Sasquatch or like. You know, like animal names, I would say, or just yeah, I like I feel like there's got to be quite a few Lord of the Rings references. I mean, that's I think maybe that's a little rose-colored glasses. Almost, 
100% my bias talking. Yeah, I, I would almost think that, like, you run into more, like, weird granola names than you would <laughs> Lord of the Rings names. Like, you'd find you'd find people named, if like... If I think of just a ridiculous child for you will, you, will you use it? I Listen, some people pick their own. Some people let, like, the, the community decide. Personally, like, if, if it comes down to it and I get a shitty trail name, I'm definitely not going to, like, let that fly for too long. I'll probably, like, hang back for a week or some shit like that and then just be like... Be like, yeah, guys, like, I just saw so-and-so, like, pretend like I'm not who this trail name belongs to, and then make up a new one for myself. Um, I don't know if that's a real strategy that people people use, but the idea is that, like, some take control, some let control be given to others, and I'm trying to shoot for the middle. Like, okay, yeah. Balance. Balance. I mean, I don't know if that's balance. <laughs> But it, you can certainly call it that. Maybe maybe I'll get called balance. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the uh, the mental like the the mental strain of not knowing um, what's gonna happen in like a group situation. Weirdly enough, I think like I, I'm pretty good at like figuring out uh, a group of people, like the dynamic, pretty quickly. Um, I'm not like. The only times I think I'm I'm most or that I find myself ill at ease in a group of people that I haven't been like able to figure out how to like find my own spot within is if it's like obviously bad people and mm-hmm. as as great as hiking is like I'm I'm sure there are some bad eggs in the basket so yeah if I run into people like that it's probably just gonna be me kind of being like go fuck yourselves I'm I'm gonna go sleep over here and. Hopefully yeah. move faster than you for the next few days. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. But the, the alone time, the not knowing when I'll get to see somebody next, um, well, that would require me to, like, really want to see somebody within, like, the next, like, few few days or weeks. Because, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be calling people every time I get to a trail town, and I'm sure I'll be just inundated with, like, texts and stuff from our family. So, yeah. I won't have to worry about that so much, but yeah. I I hope that uh, I'm not going to surprise myself and just be like, I really, really, really need to see uh, Dennis. Like, I just need Dennis. Like, just give me Dennis. So, Dennis, get out here. How many shout-outs can Dennis get? Honestly, this is just Adventures yeah, <laughs> this is the Dennis podcast. Yeah. You got to have him on, man. <laughs> Have Dennis on to talk about something. I don't know, man. I'll ask him, but I feel like he'd hate it, <laughs> to be honest. He'd just be like, what the fuck are we doing right I'd now? I'd say fuck one time, and he'd just be like, come now, on. Now my family come can't on, listen dude. to it. Come on, dude. That's what he would be like. And see, everyone listening to me and you talk about that has no fucking idea. For context. <laughs> no, we won't go into context. Well, we've let Dennis be anonymous until he wants to be known. Yeah, this will just be like a thing. Yep. Um, I think they covered A and B. Okay. Well, um, we got about fifteen minutes till our friends and loved ones arrive. Um, so the last couple questions, we got okay. So this is this is the last show before twenty eighteen's over. 
Uh, yeah. It's been an enjoyable podcast time. Yeah. And I'm going to take a two-month break, and I'm going to talk about that more in the intro, but mm. um, I, uh, so we, we didn't talk about this yesterday, but what do you want us as a uh, exploring duo, what do you have envisioned for us to knock out in 2019? Oh, man. Um, I think I want 2019 to be a year of new things. Like, to be honest, like once I'm done with college and get done with the AT and like I'm back and, you know, you're hitched and like yeah. you and Alyssa have like sealed the deal and like we get into the winter and stuff like I'd love to, you know, take our normal trips and stuff out to Estes and maybe uh, like spend a little longer there, do um, some stuff that we haven't before and then once we get into like the spring um i have no idea what i'll be doing but hopefully whatever the fuck i'm doing uh you'll have time to come and visit me and we can do like some i don't know white water kayaking some shit that i know that you haven't done that like i know that you'd fucking enjoy the shit out of um, yeah because you love kayaking or rafting yeah it's like and if you want like if you want to know what it's like to raft with personal control it's it's scary as it is awesome so um like doing stuff like that uh Mm -hmm. because i think um that you i mean you know what you like you know what you like and you definitely like know how to get out and do it yeah but you also haven't had the opportunity to like go and try something like totally new or different in a while i feel like right yeah and I don't know about climbing so much because I'm certainly not an expert, even though I've worked at a climbing gym for the last four years. Uh, but yeah, I think Alyssa might kill me if I went and did like big wall. Yeah, we I mean, can figure something. I know out. she's not listening to my podcast, so we can talk about that. <laughs> well, I'd put it this way: like if uh, if we did a climbing trip, it wouldn't be like a multi-pitch, like nonsensical thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'd much rather do like a like mountaineering trip that had that it just involved like scrambles and maybe maybe some ropes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like if I was gonna nail down like a thing that I definitely wanted us to do, uh, I definitely think that caving might be a surprisingly fun thing because is weird and sort of like specific as it can be it's really fucking cool and it's also like i mean yeah i'd be down to do that yeah it's definitely like a really good opportunity for like photography and stuff yeah. uh you'd have to be you have to figure out what you need to keep the mud off of your gear but like there are some really interesting things down there yeah um other than that i mean I would love to go on a trip where, like, we actually, like, got to, you know, backpack, like, 100 miles or something. That would be dope. That was Arla. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I want to say Yellowstone in two years. Yeah. I feel like to say every year is just unrealistic. For sure. Um because what we have Ireland and then I have Italy and Germany. Yeah. 
So maybe like a backpacking trip in the spring. Um, yeah. I mean, we could even go out east because you haven't been out east very much. You and I could go backpacking before we meet up with everybody else for a bachelor party. That would be a pretty good idea. We yeah. got to figure out your bachelor party, dude. Yeah. I, I figure we'll just do that in Florida, though. Yeah, we can we can do that in Florida. Because, I mean, everyone will be there, so we don't have to, like, oh, is this cool or is this the right timing? Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I are the only people that are going. We'll need to go. What? Wait, your bachelor, or your bachelor party is just you and me? No, no, no. But, like, it, we're the only people in Florida who are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the others, so yeah. that nothing freaks them out or they get you pissed off. You could semi-mention it tonight while Connor and Joe are here. But, um, besides that, but, yeah, I think that's pretty good. I would be definitely would love to do, uh, what's the water Kiking? caving? No, what's the water climbing? Oh, deep water soloing? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, I just figured, found out there's a place in Tennessee, too, um, nice. that has that. Yeah, we could definitely go out to Somerville and do that. That would, Cool. You'd really enjoy it. I mean, like, you know, I, I feel like out of all the climbing community that I've seen, like, that was the climbing community that was the most, like, kick back, relax, have a beer, maybe, you know, inebriatedly do something they probably shouldn't, but, you Why know, not? it's over water. Why not? It's safe, bro. You can drink your way out. <laughs> Sorry. They aren't actually he, like he that. He revokes that advice. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Hey. Dude, one thing I would like is to, and I mean, we could maybe do this like the backpacking, but I really would like to uh, go to like sky pond or somewhere in the rocky mountains up during winter with you because i know you haven't got to check that out yet yeah man so if they're i i mean i i haven't seen very many gnarlier scenes than that i'd definitely be down to do that i mean like going out there uh backpacking in the cold not a huge fan yeah it's just, you know, you fuck yourself over pretty bad because you have all this delicious heat behind you. And every time you take your pack off to relax your muscles, yeah, it just saps all of it off. <laughs> you <Yeah>. fucked. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was funny. When I did Sky Pond with Will and Connor last year, these two guys. So we got, um, we got up to the lock, which is like the second pond right before sky pond or second lake and uh there were these two dudes backpacking we're walking by and they're like yeah it's like i don't know 6 a.m or something like that the sun it's the sun's just coming up and they're just like yeah we're you know we're we're gonna try and get up the sky pond we're like oh okay cool that's badass you guys stayed out here last night and uh, so we pass them, you know, uh, several hours go by, we make it up and then start making our way back down. And they're just like, all they've done by the time we got there is move their tent like 50 yards into the woods. Wow. <laughs> <And> they're just <laughs> chilling. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, we're just too fucking cold. Like, <laughs> dude, it's like, oh, it my Lord. super funny. Yeah, man. Like, if you're backpacking in the winter, like, we don't, neither of us have four-season tents. Like, we would need to buy a new tent for sure. Like, there's, whew. I mean, those guys are still badass because it was, like, zero degrees. Yeah. It just, a blizzard just went through the mountains, like, several feet of fucking snow in some parts. So, but it was just kind of funny how they were like, yeah, too cold. Just too fucking cold, bro. We're just going to chill here with our jet boiling tent. Yeah. See you later. For sure. I mean, one time or when I, when, uh, I was there one year, this couple went up a little bit and they were taking engagement photos and then they were at, uh, they were in like vans and jeans and like flannels and it was fucking january <laughs> on a mountain hey, in Matt, colorado <laughs> they probably live out there they've they, they they're uh they, they've acclimated they hiked like a mile and a half up in that <laughs> oh that's gross yeah god it's bad yeah but that would be one thing going to kind of the higher parts of the Rocky Mountains with you. Um, you know, one thing I put on my 2018 that I didn't do was go to New Mexico. Oh, you want to go to New Mexico? Yeah. Was it, was it, were you with me when we went to the Albuquerque airport or had a layover there? I doubt it. And I was like, oh, man, fuck, I want to stay here. I think you just see the mountains. Albuquerque, huh? Albuquerque. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, I'll go to Albuquerque with you. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've been to New Mexico and like sticking part of my right ass cheek on it. Yeah, four corners. Yeah, four corners. Hashtag. Hashtag. No, yeah, I mean that was one. I got quadricected by the states. I don't. I don't know when or if I'll make it out to Yosemite. Yeah, no, I was actually just talking about that with uh, with Lee. You know. Yeah. He he was. Talking about you know this he he was a he was in the military you know pretty long time ago a few decades like back when like uh, I would, I want to say it was probably like maybe second or third generation of like the dirt bags that yeah climbing in Yosemite and like I mean that was before they had you know limits on the number of people that could enter the park and you had to sign up like a, like forever in advance and all yep. that nonsense yep. Now it's just it feels like it feels like you're going to fucking Disney World. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's like I just hear like Yosemite and Yellowstone just insane amounts of increase every year. Yeah. The I only mean, thing that really helps Yellowstone is an insane winter. That and it's also fucking gigantic. It's gigantic. And it's hard as fuck to get to. Yeah. Yosemite, not as much. No. I would like to go to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I remember... That's a little more attainable. Yeah, plus there was like, you know, I mean, Mr. Little, who previously was on this podcast. I'm getting you that algae. I haven't forgotten. I never forget. Don't, Don't you ever think I will. Hashtag. Hashtag. Uh, what color do you want? Let us know in the comments below. Um, <laughs> Dude, I don't even know if he's listening. Hey, you wanna, you wanna, uh, 
Coffee Collective, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna ante up. Um, yeah, shut down. <laughs> the uh, no, but the point is like he he used to say like, "Oh, Glacier National Park is gonna be going away soon." Um, that wasn't an imitation of his voice. Uh, and sounds like it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that I have some time left. So <laughs> yeah. Well, we, had, we okay, so we do actually have to get wrapping up because... Oh, yeah, yeah, Two so minutes? Oh, uh, one like minute and 45 seconds. Two minutes until an anticipated arrival. One minute and 40 yes. seconds. He, he's lying to you folks. Jesus Christ. Okay. Hey, what are your closing comments for 2019? You're the most on guest. Um, You know, it's, it's been a great year. 2018 has been a great year. Uh... I think it, it's been a really long fucking year for sure. Um, it's it's sort of a stepping off point, I think. It, uh, I would say maybe in two, three, four, five, maybe even ten years, this will be sort of a moment for me and you and uh, even our family in general. Just like we get to look back and say, like, this is where things really started to take off. And that means that means for this podcast for the blog for the coffee collective for i mean i'm trying to do some weird shit too um (laughs) so like all this stuff you know this was the year that we started you know drumming up what it is that we wanted to do and and now it's like getting to move forward and seeing how we can turn it into reality in the best way we can beautifully said I won't add anything to that. <laughs> I can say though that we appreciate you guys and you know, we thank you for listening to us rant. We talk about what is important to us and come twenty nineteen we're gonna keep doing that. So thank you very much. Noah, thank you. We're about to have a fun night. So you guys have a good one. We appreciate you. Happy So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Noah. Um, As you heard in there that uh, this is the final podcast of 2018. And my plan is for the first time um, in the last three years that I've been doing Humble Adventures, I'm going to take a two month break from putting out any content on Instagram, on podcasts, blog posts, and just take some time to get the creative juices back a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be good. Uh, I, I mean, this isn't the only thing I do. So I have a couple other businesses that take up more of my time. So, uh, the stress has just been a little too real at some points during the year and that is okay. We all just know when we need a little reset, but, um, I'm going to Colorado to do some snowshoeing in February and hopefully get a couple more trips set up, but a lot of travel coming up in 2019, going to at least four year, three European countries for the first time. So Germany, Ireland, and Italy. Um, so that's going to be a great time. Hoping to, you know, refine my writing even more, refine the podcast even more and refine, uh, 
refine the photography even more. So it's going to, it's going to be great. And I'm excited to kind of let my mind take a bit of a rest and get back to it for the love of doing it. So, um, I hope all of you enjoyed the year and have a wonderful 2019. And I hope you enjoyed the episode that we decided to kick things off with. The first episode when we get back is going to be with my BFF, uh, Connor Pierce. So, been waiting a while to get that recording done so i hope you guys enjoy all right well happy new year merry christmas love all of you appreciate you so much and uh can't wait to bring you guys more content here in the next couple months have a good one